0: Welcome to This Week in VO with J. Michael Collins. Each week, JMC will host one of the voiceover industry's most interesting personalities for a casual freestyle chat that encompasses more than just business, digging deep into the guest's backstory and pulling back the curtain on how they became the person they are today. And now, for this week's guest, Amy
1: Selma. Hey, everybody. It's Jay Michael, and I am back with another week of This Week in VO uh, featuring a a really cool guest this week. She is an award-winning bilingual Spanish and English voice artist born in Mexico, brought up by Belizea. Anime. I will find out if I'm saying that right in a moment, parents. Uh, she grew up speaking fluent English at a young age and has lent her voice to dubbing projects for clients such as Disney Channel, the Latin Recording Academy, Starship, Starship Troopers. That's a that's cool. McDonald's, Microsoft, PepsiCo, Ford, Pfizer, etc. She She's the 2021 Voice Arts Award winner for Outstanding Mobile App, Best VoiceOver Performance, the 2021 One Voice Awards winner for Outstanding Live Event Announcer. And she is a great voice of God. Uh, If God was a woman, I think she would be it. Um, 2021 Premios Lavat winner for best commercial female revelation held in Mexico for Spanish VO. One of the coolest people I know and somebody who also shares my 10 year old boy's sense of humor, which is why we get along so well. Welcome to the podcast, Amy Selma.
0: Hi. Oh, my gosh. That felt so nice. Thank you for the introductions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice to have you here. Um, this is great. I, I, I hear you're, you're, you're freezing your little toes off out there in L.A. today, huh?
0: Yes, that never happens, ever. It's like raining. <laughs> That's like a new thing. That never jo- happens jo- in L.A.
1: Joseph Briano sent me a message earlier. He said, like, people are panic shopping and buying stuff and hunkering down.
0: Oh, Yeah. I mean, everybody just like, I I went to drop off my kid earlier. And, of course, I was late. My excuse was, oh, excuse me, miss. It's like, it was raining. That's why I'm so late.
1: There's water. (laughs) She was just at the laugh. Water from the sky. (laughs)
0: Yes, that never (laughs) happens. We never have water. Oh, dear. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. But, um, yeah, I'm getting used to it. Where I come from, it's 100% humidity, bugs all the time. Uh, And it's like, yeah, it rains always. So, I'm like, yeah, uh, hmm, I'm getting, yeah being spoiled
1: <laughs> yeah the, the tropics and and uh my uh girth are not good friends i'll just put it to you that way yeah. um yeah sticky 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 well uh nice to have you here um mm-hmm. and uh I, let's 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 get the let's get the amy selma cliff's notes in a nutshell story <laughs> tell it tell us you know how you found this wacky world to voice over and a little bit more about yourself
0: Sure. So, okay. Yeah, I'm from a little teeny tiny town in the middle of nowhere, Mexico. Um, for real. If you Google it, it's called Chetumal. It's like in the last piece of Mexico in the south. So when I was growing up, I was always the odd kid kind of like i wanted to do theater and i wanted to do, like you know sing and do all the stuff and i always say the story like my mom and my dad was like mija like stop it you're never gonna have to do that because you're just gonna you know be poor and not have nothing to eat if you do that so um i always wanted to be like do something creative but i always pushed back a lot you know not to take that path on um so i did uh, industrial design i went to college for that um i remember graduating and uh <laughs> this is weird um i needed to get like you know when you when you're in college What what is it called uh that you have to do like a certain amount of free hours for a company uh, what the, is oh,
1: it like a, the paid internship kind of thing there yeah. we
0: go yeah. oh it would have been un, amazing the un, if i've got paid the, un, the
1: unpaid internship The
0: unpaid, <laughs> yes so it was the unpaid, the unpaid internship servitude. yes so i just gave away my yeah so I got I got into a like an animation studio back in Monterrey, Mexico. That's where I went to college, um, and uh, I was like, "Oh, cool! I get to do this! Oh, I get to draw all day! And yay, this is awesome!" Um, that project, they actually ended up hiring me there. I was there for a year. It was a uh, I was like a matte paint artist for. Yeah, I was a matte paint artist, like painting these like uh, backgrounds, you know, when you have rotoscoping and you have like these mm-hmm. actors on a green screen. Yeah, I was the one who painted the background. Uh, and that led me to when I graduated, I really just needed a job. Back then, back then it was 2009. Um, similar to COVID, we had the H1N1 uh, mm-hmm. virus going on in mexico and nobody was hiring and my mom's like uh sweetheart uh, we're not gonna pay the you're not we're not gonna pay your rent anymore you gotta go back home i'm like no <laughs> so i went back home i was so depressed i needed a job and um i got hired by uh it was, it was like a local uh it was actually this guy that had money he, he did like a, a real estate he had like a, a development and real estate, mm-hmm. and he wanted to do. He he was like the visionary guy from the town, right? He wanted to do like this theme park, and he wanted to do a movie first. So I'm like, okay, this guy's crazy, but he's gonna pay me, so this this, this sounds great. So uh, I worked with him for four years, and we. We brought in, like, an animate. We came up with this studio. Like, we brought people from Argentina. People from Mexico City came down. We had someone f- came from Spain. Like, we had animators and rotoscopy. Like, we, ha- we made a team, right? Um, and we were working on this movie for, yeah, four years. And that's where I met my husband. Uh, he's from Argentina. He did a lot of animation there. Um, outsourced to Argentina for Disney Channel. And I remember, this is how I got into voiceover, because we needed to do the scratch, uh for the animation, right? We had the script, we were doing the storyboards and we needed to do the scratches for this. And I'm like, Oh, we do not have a budget for that. So I am going to do this voice. Like we were going to save on the budget. And, um, and I remember like sitting there with this, with this like gigantic script coming up with these voices, like doing the, the acting for these nine characters. And he turns around and says, you know what? You're really good at this. i like, at what? Um, uh, Oh, at doing voiceover. I'm like, what what is that he's like oh well you should know like the the majority of the budget goes to the voice actor oh tell me more (laughs) so that's how that's the first ever time that i ever knew about what the heck voiceover was i learned a lot about the animation process we did the casting and everything and guess what we ran out of money (laughs) so we never did the project it ended up in pre-production um and i remember uh Well, we married and everything, and like seeing the nature of his freelance work, I said, I'm going to have the stable job, and you go ahead and you (laughs) do your thing, and I'm just going to have a paycheck, and I'm just going to work for corporate America. Um, We moved to the United States. We went to Minnesota first. This was uh, 2014. That's a a bit uh, of a
1: contrast to Mexico.
0: Yeah, oh, oh, come on. Yes. I mean, I was used to just like being, being in the, in the nice warm weather. But then I said, Oh my gosh, Minnesota, this would be beautiful. You know, the snow. This would be great. The first month that I was there, it was beautiful. We were there for the summer and then we were there for, 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 um, for the winter at the beginning. It was beautiful. I was just like, Oh, this is like so beautiful, like frosty winter wonderland. I love it. <laughs> we would go out and do like, um, we would do like, uh, the uh, snowmans and everything. We would play and then, Oh, my gosh. It went October, November, December, January, February, <laughs> March. I'm like, I am tired of this white stuff coming down. I'm tired <laughs> of this thing. I was the one though, that had to go man. unfreeze the car. It was horrible. <laughs> but um it was a beautiful city. It was a beautiful... We, we were living in St. Paul, um, mm-hmm. Minnesota. We were there. Uh, that's where basically I landed. And I want to mention that I... It was... I wasn't, it wasn't like that much of a cultural shock because Mexico is like, we are like wannabe USA. I'm sorry if I'm saying this, but it is. It's <laughs> like, it is. Um Like we were kind of like very much accustomed to the culture. It's like I had a lot of influence uh, growing up and everything. Um And it wasn't that much of a shocker. I kind of knew a little bit of, you know, wasn't that. The terrible however uh when we were there in minnesota like the 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 weather was so insane i was so naive because when we came to the u.s we said oh well we're in the u.s it doesn't matter where we are it's like everything's the u.s i thought it was like everything (laughs) gonna be like new york you're like miami like la everything was gonna be like that and no so (laughs) we were in the middle of nowhere because again my husband's in animation we were in the middle of nowhere we're like oh damn we have to make our like we have to get to la (laughs) in some way, we have to make it to LA. So, um, so it took us two years, uh, to get here to LA. Why,
1: why why Minnesota? Why was that the choice originally?
0: Because, okay, so, hey, we come from a third world budget. Like paying a rent (laughs) in LA and New York, it was insane. Like, I, when we did this whole move, I was 29. I mean, at the, at the day we were like, okay, we sold everything we had in Mexico and we just made the move. It's like, okay, I, this is funny, I downsized, we downsized to three large suitcases, all our belongings were in three large suitcases, we had like nothing, we were just starting over. Um, we sold the car, we sold the furniture, everything we had in Mexico when we just married. And, uh, and we said, well, this was the mentality. If we come to the United States, and we, we, we get everything figured out, okay, cool, we'll stay. But if it doesn't work out, we can always go back home. That's mm-hmm. always that going to happen. So we didn't have kids. We were young. We were like, okay, we do this now or never. So we just decided to go. And Minnesota, because that's where our attorney was. So we we applied for an O one visa. Were
1: you anticipating legal problems?
0: <laughs> well, well, it's not that easy to move to the United States. Like, oh, for example, from a, from what I mean immigration from a legal <laughs> standpoint. <laughs> I was going to say, it, I mean, I,
1: had, you, had, you, had you left the bodies behind in your way? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Nothing like well, that? Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. No, no. No, but what I mean was... Um, usually you come for work like let's say you're if you're in mexico or anywhere else you work for a big company the company takes you like brings you to the u.s but you have to work for only that company and you don't get to work anywhere else right right? right. that's one way um we were doing it through an o-1 visa it's kind of like a like a a visa for alien with special abilities you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so when we were doing that uh well it had to pass by like we came in here and ask for a change of status. So we had like five or six months that the papers had to go through. And uh, back then, Nico was working for a comic book. It was like a Lara Croft, uh, yeah, it was a, a, for Square Enix. It was a video game. So we had that. It was a freelance job. And I'm like, okay, well, we have that income, but I couldn't work because we needed the papers to go through. So that really? waiting period, we were, we were in Minnesota there, right? Uh, waiting for the papers to come through and everything. The good thing is that they came through And with the O-1 visa, you can immediately apply for a green card. So we had our green cards, like, in a year. So that was great. That was so cool. So that was basically, hey, we had, like a lot of people don't know about this but like no credit score so we had to start credit from zero we had to like do all this stuff learn the system (laughs) even my (laughs) resume I had to like learn how to rewrite my experience it was like a whole learning curve Um, and we did it in Minnesota at the beginning so it was really nice because it wasn't that competitive Uh, there were a lot of uh, people uh, I was working for United Healthcare uh, the, Mm -hmm. the corporate yeah I was working in the localization and marketing department there and that's where I learned how much voiceover is needed for localization content for multiple languages right mm-hmm. um and that's where i kind of like started getting the idea my husband used to tell me i why don't you just try to do the voiceover thing again he would you know <laughs> pinch me a little bit on doing it i'm like ah yeah but i don't have time i would just stress out for it um we, when we moved to LA and that was, I still had, I was working from home since before COVID because I was like relocated. I was still working for United Healthcare, but with a, like a home office. Mm-hmm. So, and I was here in LA. And when I was doing that, it was, um, well, I, yeah, I had to work central time and I was Pacific time and, and then, um, then COVID hit and we were in the medical field and it was very hard. It was very demanding. It was like long hours. Um, I, I, I had to make like a career change. And when we were, when we were here, uh, Nico said, Hey, we're in LA. Why don't you just like start taking acting classes? Why don't you go take a voiceover class and just see if there's something you want to do? So I did. And that, that was like, yeah, 2017 when I started doing all this stuff. Um, and that's how, uh, it was basically fire under my ass to get this done, like to get, to get going with voiceover because I was so frustrated with my corporate job that I just needed to quit. I just needed to Mm. leave. I was so miserable doing that. So unhappy, no creative outlet whatsoever. Um, This little girl suppressed in me like, Oh my gosh, I wish I could just sing and just talk every day, all day, (laughs) you know? Um, (laughs) And then, yeah. So when the pandemic hit 2019, I said, okay, I'm quitting my job. I have to make this work in four months. And this just has to, this has to work. And that's this, that's another story.
1: Well yeah but by the way, I think that um, Alien with special abilities, that's a great branding opportunity. Oh of I- course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it insane?
1: I'm an alien with special abilities. I'm picturing shooting lasers out of your eyes or, you know, something like that. But, uh, oh, good. You know, something, something really fortuitous just happened. I was moments away from screaming like a little girl because there is a large moth that has been flying around my studio. What? But he, he now has found the open light that I have in here, the lamp. Um, and there's a faint smell of barbecue but uh i no longer have to worry about the moth uh, and, mean, and, are you
0: kidding me <laughs> no, are you kidding me so I would, <laughs> he, he why did you do it it would have been it would have been epic <laughs>
1: uh,
0: in the background uh, I to... <laughs> I,
1: I, you think i'm joking i literally have a fly no spot i'm there. not
0: i i believe and, you and I, I totally don't. believe you
1: that's, that's I'm, i don't like bugs um, I, you know what
0: i hate you know what? what's my worst okay what's your worst like bug Moths, or you know what? In-
1: Believe it or not, it's 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 an actually uh, completely harmless one, but big mayflies with lots of tentacles and wings—they oh. terrify me.
0: Oh my god! You know what? Back home we have. Have you ever seen the roaches that fly?
1: Oh god, yes, we had those. Okay, those back are back. my yeah, worst. Yeah, yeah Jesus, water bugs. Like, oh my god! Yeah, I, I, oh I may de- have, I may oh my have gosh. Once uh,
0: we get those all the time and i'm like nah. i would just no. freak out just go in like in panic mode terribly when i, I kid, just
1: they were in the laundry room you'd go in the laundry room you'd, you'd, you'd put your clothes in the hamper and in between oh. two pairs of jeans there'd be a water bug and oh yeah. yes Ooh. Ooh. okay ptsd Ooh. yes um
0: <laughs> well we share a love for bugs Now <laughs> there,
1: there you go there you go um where's joe davis when we need him um but in, in any case <laughs> Do you know joe
0: No, actually, I don't have the position. Joe's the the
1: owner of Voice Actor Websites. uh, Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. he he posts pictures. Although I need to have him on the podcast one of these days, but he posts pictures um, on his on his Facebook page. He's a he's a bug, um, for lack of a better way of putting it, fetishist. He loves bugs, and he takes, he takes these incredible pictures of insects, which usually oh. I see when I'm eating, which isn't good. Um, but, uh, oh, but 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 I, I jokingly we have these cameras at the new house in, in Maryland, and um, these cameras are motion activated in the summer these hornets or you know there was one spider at one point um they'll activate these things and they look like they're the size of people because these cameras are so close up so i started posting the the stream of that to his facebook page saying hey joe here's your only fans check it out
0: um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh one my porn. gosh um <laughs> that's insane well, we,
1: we just went down a rabbit hole didn't we
0: oh of course yeah there's lots <laughs>
1: Do that a lot. <laughs> We've been for those who don't know, Amy and I have been working together on uh, a number of different things, series of demos, and uh, this is this is kind of how our sessions go. She hasn't learned oh, yeah. anything. Um, no, no. <laughs> but you don't really need to because you're kind of a star, as we previewed at the top here. Now you you won the One Voice Award for Live Event Announcer 2021, which means you were the Live Event Announcer in 2022, correct? Yes. Yes, that was fun. Tell us tell, about that experience.
0: Okay, so I, okay. Hey, I'm from Mexico. You, this is this whole accent that I'm talking right now. It's just, it's just a facade. So when <laughs> I have to read the names and the pronunciations for last names, I cried you have no idea how hard it was it was so hard i mean um i remember there was an assistant i think that he was like talking to me i forgot his name right now off the top of my head but oh man we did like iterations i'm like i'm so sorry i mispronounced this last name again <laughs> we did like multiple pickups it. About smith oh <laughs> yeah smith not smith no i'm just kidding smith. but um it was, it was the name, like, it was just like, you know, getting the names right and getting the name of the projects right. Like, you know, it's, it's like, I mean, you're announcing somebody. It's like, you know, it's like their moment. They're like, it's time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to just blow it and just, you know, oh, man. So it was a little bit of a little bit of pressure and responsibility to say mm-hmm. everything properly. But it was so good. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I loved I loved the whoa, well, We got the whole script. It was so many categories. It was like it was really nice. <laughs> um, I got really a smile every time I used to see, like, you know, fellow colleagues in there. and I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, hey, I'm rooting for you in the back. Right. But um, the whole experience was pretty straightforward, recorded on my end. And then, you know, did multiple pickups. And then I, I know you guys were on a hurry for 2022. <laughs> so it was like we had to do a quick turn, but um, but it was it was it was it was amazing. And of course, I remember uh, after uh, the event, you shared the link on Facebook, and then I'm like, oh, cool. Mm. And then it was it was really awesome to hear your voice, like you know, once in the event with everybody in there, <laughs> it was cool. Oh man, don't tell me about the blips.
1: <laughs> well, oh and man, you, and, and you had you had big shoes to fill because our announcer in 2020. 2021 was uh the illustrious randy thomas voice of. The i know
0: Oscars. i had to, to i have to live up to that <laughs> i had <have> to like <laughs> can, fill in the in the shoes well. <laughs> it was fun though it was so much fun and it was it was just beautiful i mean i i, I feel bad that i couldn't be there in person that year but i was well, online and present i hope this year hope i get have, to go again to
1: have you there yeah yeah absolutely. And and by the way, I sympathize with the pronunciation thing. I do I have a client in uh, West Texas that's a health system, and I do their corporate awards show every year. Um, and it's all Latino names. <laughs> so oh, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm saying I can't roll my R. I'm very jealous of people who can roll their R's. That is a thing my mouth doesn't do. Um, and so I, I try to fake it half the time, and it it, it doesn't sound so good. Um, but, yeah, with the, with the names I get, I, every, every year I'm, I tell the guy, I'm like, so just send me a – just send me a pronunciation, guys. No, you can handle it. You do great, and I do it, and then he comes uh, back and he's like, "All right, so we have these ten names. You need to do. You need to redo. What they
0: sound like? I so. Rodriguez, Rivera, Romero.
1: You got to Now, you're, so now you're just showing off. No,
0: um. you know what? Hey, you want to. I, I, I have to mention this. This though, um, I I was also fortunate because of that gig uh, with that with the you know for winning the award, I did get the chance to do uh, the Wendy's award. For anybody oh, cool. that doesn't know, like, Wendy's actually have, like, this award show for all their franchises, like, once a year. Uh, and I, I was, you know, they reached out and, uh, and they have a lot of Latino names, Filipino names, um, and a lot of people in uh, Asia and, uh, you know, the U.S., right? Now, mm-hmm. this was the funny thing. I had to ask because some people wanted their name pronounced like, it's a Spanish name, right? But pronounced in English. Mm-hmm. And then others wanted the actual Spanish. So that was confusing. So, you know, I had to, like, for example, Riviera. Like, Rivera. Rivera. Right. In Spanish, in English, they said, no, no, can you pronounce a little bit more American? Rivera.
1: Like Geraldo, so, please.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So that was a <laughs> little bit of a challenge. That was a little bit of a challenge. You know, I better just ask ahead. Like, how do you want me to say your name? Just tell me. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> names where,
1: are... I mean, you're, you're, you're a verbal chameleon. Does that ever get confusing at all? Do you ever kind of slip into something that you don't expect to?
0: <laughs> yes. Um, so, when I was a kid, please don't laugh, um, my favorite Disney movie was Little Mermaid, right? Mm-hmm. And I used, to, I typical when you're a kid that you see the movie not once, like 100 gazillion times over and over right. and over when VH, uh, when um, there wasn't even DVDs back in the day. It was like VHS. <laughs> my time. Right. Um, so, I remember when I, I saw the movie so much that I started to speak like Sebastian. <laughs> like the Caribbean accent. And uh, you mentioned this. Yeah, my family's from Belize. Belize is a little teeny tiny country. It was a British colony, but there's a lot of uh, Caribbean and a lot of Jamaican, uh, like, you know. So mm-hmm. they speak kind of like a Jamaican, yeah, Caribbean English. And um, talking about the vocal chameleon, I when I used to spend my Easters and summers with my cousins, I mean, all of a sudden I started like, Gyal, we need to talk about, like, oh my gosh, that's wicked. So <laughs> so if I have somebody to start talking, I just start like copying. And then this came like, a, this became a skill. Because same thing, when I met my husband from Argentina, all of a sudden I started speaking Argentinian. Um, I hanged out with people from Costa Rica. And all of a sudden, my, I can, so I started like picking up these things. Um, but I didn't know, like down the down the line, like having all of these like little things and little flares from all over the place for people I've met um, help me have a, just a neutral accent mm-hmm. right in Spanish that's a thing um, oh what's new, what's neutral Spanish well you can't pinpoint where exactly it's from right mm-hmm. um, so so it came it came handy once I got into voiceover but I just love just to imitate people I'll be with you and then all of a sudden I'm like impersonating you later it's just fun
1: no, do, yeah do me.
0: oh do me
1: <laughs> that's it, that's it. I, I, I no you're, tell, hard. I, I, you're
0: hard I, you're hard so, you're so goofy you're like a like you're like a, like a like a mishmash of like super super quirky and funny and then you have like these like very smart things to say now that's hard
1: god i, I wish i had that. felt that way um but- <laughs> the uh the, I have to say though I love anybody who who whose childhood story is that they just became an animated lobster, so um oh, yeah, I mean, this, man. You, uh, you know what?
0: Did you know that I' never eaten lobster? No, are you? you know are why
1: you, are you a heathen? I mean, no,
0: I'm allergic to shellfish. <laughs> I became allergic to shellfish at nine. Like, so I can't eat shrimp. I can't eat crab, and I never had the chance to eat a lobster because when oh, I yeah I turned nine, I started okay. having this like allergic reaction. I just see a beautiful lobster. I'm like, I wish I could eat you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I hope one day I get. Yeah, I have to have like three Benadryls oh. after. <laughs> oh <laughs> <But> yeah
1: <laughs> well i i will have your portion for you oh. um that that's that's my gift to you thank you uh, <laughs> <laughs> so th- w- let's talk about um you know in your career have you ever worked on a project where you've had the chance to do both the spanish and the english voice
0: yes yeah most of the time um Actually, my first ever, when I signed up with my, my first agency, um, and the ever first time that I, I booked the gig, the first one, um, was for Seattle Children's Hospital. Uh, mm-hmm. So they, they run this campaign. I've been the voice ever since. That's, that's yay, knock on wood. That's cool. Um, but I started as a Spanish voice. And then when they found out that I do the English, actually the English voice got fired. And then oh, I started no. doing the English. I know. Oh no, I'm so sorry, but um, <laughs> I started doing the spots for them in English and Spanish. So they asked me like completely non-accented American, full American English, and then I get non-accented, accented, full-on neutral Spanish for them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was good. Uh, a lot of sometimes also other clients, uh, especially for automotive, they like, oh, can you do the English? Can you do the Spanish too? I'm like, sure. Right.
1: So that's right.
0: like a that's that's a plus. It's it's worked all my favor.
1: What are some of the differences between between the 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 two markets? I mean, how do you is there are there differences in how you go about booking work in the Spanish market versus the US market?
0: Yes, so uh, the Spanish market in the United States, it's pretty. uh, There's certain like audio production companies that have more of it, and there's like specific brands that they do that. Um, Now, I do have to say there is a there is a thing kind of like a cliche because the Spanish, for some reason, is more announcery. Mm-hmm. and it depends on for example who is casting it um if they would want a full-blown announcery voice because they that still is a thing in spanish mm-hmm. it's you know that in english is a little bit more conversational they don't want had nothing to do with nothing announcery so spanish it's still a little bit you know a little bit mm-hmm. announcery um i usually always just come and come with a conversational read and i've like hit on like uh, i've gotten some work to do you know in spanish conversational completely um, but it's not the majority of the campaign some of them they still want you know the announcer a little bit of the announcery Spanish voice right. they, like the people who are being um, usually you'll have the director the creative director but then you have like the Spanish uh, the one that is checking the language or another director that is a Spanish speaker and they would ask for either more energetic, a little bit more smiled, <laughs> ends up being an announcer. Right. So, so that happens a lot. I think it's like you know embedded in in in, in the, think the culture. I think it's a little bit different. However, um, I've done the majority of the work just getting like uh, doing direct marketing. So I always say I'm fully bilingual both languages and that's opened the doors a lot um just to be able to work with uh, audio production houses mm-hmm. like medium to bigger size audio production companies and they just throw everything at me and right. and yeah and that that's really good but in the united states i book more spanish work i do book american english outside the united states so i work with agencies in mexico in brazil actually uh, colombia uh, Argentina, like, you know, uh, with audio production houses there, and they always ask me for the American English. <laughs> yeah.
1: Very cool. Yeah. Alright, let's do it, before we finish, let's do a little lightning round. Um, oh, proudest, Jesus. proudest moment as a voice actor?
0: Oh, the first, uh, when I received the first uh, award for the voice of God, I was not expecting that whatsoever.
1: <laughs> that was beautiful. Very cool. Most embarrassing moment as a voice actor? <sighs>
0: The first time, my actual first job, it was for a dubbing show. I didn't know there were three beeps at the beginning. <laughs> I just was thrown in the, in the but that, yeah, that was my very first gig. <laughs> like, what? Oh, go.
1: <laughs> oh, that's how that's right. Uh Okay. Uh, favorite food?
0: Oh, Mexican food. Alvo- anything with avocados.
1: Mm, there you go. Healthy. Uh, favorite animal?
0: Ah, okay. I do like dolphins.
1: Ooh, I do too, but it depends on the sauce.
0: What? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I was not expecting that.
1: <laughs> no, we both snorted. Look at that double snort. Um, <laughs> least, least favorite animal? Cockroaches. Flying bugs. Look at that, Oh, God, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, look, we could do this all day, but people would probably tune out. So we should leave them mercifully now. Uh, One great piece of advice for those who are listening and thinking voiceover is something that they ought to do or maybe they're starting to get some traction and they want to take it to the next level. What would Amy tell them?
0: I would say always receive any piece of wisdom and don't... um, Don't judge from where it comes from because I've learned so many great things from my next door neighbor. He's just a nice little wise old man. He just, you know, I don't know. I've just received wisdom, not specifically in voiceover, but receive wisdom from don't judge from where it comes from, but just be open to it when you can receive it. And one thing, wait, I have to say, um, don't overjudge yourself. Put yourself Mm -hmm. out there sometimes we think about it too much and then we are scared to just put ourselves out there you would be surprised on how many other people would think about you without you even knowing it so don't be scared about putting yourself out there
1: great advice inspirational tons of fun amy that was uh, about the fastest half hour i can recall one of these things being thank you for being here
0: oh thank you for always having me you're doll.
1: oh well it's just- pleasure. And uh, folks who are listening out there, you guys know what time it is now. We'll be back with more great content. But for the moment, here is Kayla. You have been listening to This Week in BO with J. Michael Collins. Be sure to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues on social media. If you do, JMC might just send you a lobster. Now here's nobody trying to sell you anything because that's just how we roll. Stay tuned for a new podcast most weeks throughout the year.